everyone. Welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and obviously I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I, I'm good. Can you hear me? Am I close enough on the mic? You're close enough on the mic. You're okay. definitely... I just got a little closer. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready and raring to go. How's everything yeah. in your world? How's... I'm coming down with a little bit of a cold. So, oh God. so guys, I don't want to hear it. Apologies about her for voice. <laughs> yeah. That bimbo's Please. voice. But you know what? I actually feel like I get more... Sorry. Can you continue speaking? No, sorry. Something fell off my desk. It was a picture frame. My God. Oh, Jesus. It startled me in the rubes. Let's go, girly. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm feeling a little under the weather, but overall, I'm feeling fine. Feeling good. Feeling loose. Right Are now. you? You don't look it. <laughs> well, you look you know. like Sheena. <gasps> Season like two when she yeah, had those big glasses. Giant glasses on, <laughs> trying to pretend you're a doctor. Um, how am my I? therapist I did know. tell me that my glasses do make me look really studious. Makes me think you need a new therapist. No, Dr. Dottie is really great. If that's what you're already landed on. She was just like, wow, those glasses. She's Does she glasses. know you're not studying? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. I think she's got that. I think she's, she's got, got that on lock. Yeah. I just really cannot see. Like, I'm blind. But I also don't love that it like calls me out on the ring light. <laughs> Oh yeah, you, you got know two I mean? orbs glowing. <laughs> You've already got your saucer-like eyes now. Look like um Emma Thompson and Harry Potter. Okay, and you're doing well. I don't know anymore. I, this week's I, I didn't weird. get Beyonce tickets, which is like fine because also I didn't have six hundred dollars to spend minimum did you oh see that's true minimum it would be six hundred dollars for me like to sit service outside. fees were six hundred dollars yeah the only thing i'm really hating is a bunch of and, i love you shorties but those of you who did get tickets you white women messaging me about it it's like <laughs> racism also black history month as you black, like me. leave me alone yeah. like I save that time. for march 1st yeah. white people save it um, but I think I'm well overall. I mean, other than not getting Beyonce tickets, other than her losing at the Grammys, I can't remember what was our last podcast before the Grammys. Yeah. So that was upsetting. Of course, it's odd to say she lost when she also is the most Grammy award winning person of all time. Yeah, but that also just like highlights like what a joke the Grammys are. The fact that someone can be that most awarded winner in Grammy history and not have an album of the year is like a joke. Very flop energy from the Grammys. Flop. And I'd like to start a petition that we they lose their EGOT status. Wow. Who Do you think something should replace it? I don't know. Best substat. So would it just be a toe? Yeah. Just like the Grammys are such a Ponies, flop. Oscars, and Emmys. A toe. Yes, toe. You can be a toe. <laughs> you can be a toe. <laughs> because uh, and not to discourage, of course, the great Viola Davis who just joined that club. But... Yes. It's just the Grammys are embarrassing, as I constantly say. The fact that Mariah Carey and Beyonce don't have an album of the year actually makes it embarrassing to have one. Yeah. And, like, that pretend musician tale. Oops. So I don't. Yeah, you don't need to say that on this podcast. I don't need the Swifties to come after me. No, no, no. They're like the Barb's. And I should say, guys, I actually really do like Taylor Swift. It's just the last few albums I haven't. Midnight's definitely wasn't my fave. Midnight's definitely. a flop. I, you know, I wasn't really for me. I get this. I get like the appeal, and I get 
Oh, see, I don't like it, but like it, I, it's not something I go to now. As for Renaissance, I play I can Cuff get it the appeal of the two she did during the pandemic. Like that's not oh, my folklore, type. Of, yeah, that's not my type of music, other than Seven. But I can understand its appeal to people. Yeah. I need her to really go back to Speak Now 1989 territory. I need her to kind of be a little bit poppy. I think she thought Midnight's was pop. Oh. Which is just upsetting. Yeah, no, it was a little depressing. It was, um, (laughs) but not giving I don't need all too well 10 minute version. I'm sorry. I did not need the 10 minutes. Well, 10 minutes is just an insane song. This isn't a Broadway musical. Like, well, we and don't... also this idea that she's like, this was the original song. It wasn't. Bitch, it wasn't. You weren't using the word patriarchy in 2007. Like, be real. It is also just funny to think that Jake Gyllenhaal can inspire that much emotion because he's, what a talk about a nothing, like a gorgeous man who I would gorgeous. happily have choked me with his thighs. Oh. Yeah. But like, even if he did that, I would be like, all right, it was a nice time. Yeah, it was just, you know, I didn't need the video. I didn't need the, no. the whole thing. It was just is enough for me. I don't me. know that we want those Swifties coming for us, though. No, I think we should stop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Are you watching about... anything new right now before We're we get into those photos? New. Well, Love is Blind after the altar is coming out today, so I can't wait to take that down. Um, I thought that was coming out on the 14th. The 10th. Oh, you know, I never enjoy those when they circle back. I'm ready for these people. This will be your first one, though, because wasn't this your first (laughs) season of Love is Blind? No, I watched last year. I didn't watch the first one. What happened on... Who was last year? Hmm. Shane. Oh, fuck, yeah. That guy. Our coked out... Natalie. Crazy king. Vanderpump um, Rules is back. My king. What was his name? That messy bitch who was always going up in people's faces. Oh, my God. And he was the... And he put on that corn Nick. costume. Nick. Yes. Ugh, Nick should co-host this podcast, honestly. Oh. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, well, I'm deep into the world of you right now. Joe Goldberg oh, is back is in my good? life. I'm really enjoying it. You know, I'm not liking this new thing Netflix is doing with this dropping five. And then and the a month later, half. we get another half. It's like, give it to me all. It's been out Either for 10 hours, do, and I've already watched episode three. By episode. Do episode yes. by episode or all of it. Yeah, I wish it was week to week sometimes, or you're right, but I don't know what's going on over at Netflix. Well, you um, know, they had their whole password situation. Yeah, and they had to And then they quickly that. dropped it. That. So, <laughs> like, that was a mistake. <laughs> we were we like, get out of here. We will not do that. Sorry, no. Ted. No, no, um, no. And if you feel like we're um, really biding time, it's because we can't start the podcast until we get a note from producer Cam. But we can talk about... Some upsetting things we've seen. You can line you it up. Start? Go on. I don't have anything to say about it. I think I'm ending my own business. I'm scrolling on Instagram and I come across these photos. And at first, I like didn't know what I was looking at. To be completely honest, because I was like, no. That's I saw them I four did. times in a row. Yeah. I got them from and just like that costumes. I got them from Craig, the set, the set <laughs> photographer. SJP posted them. I was and getting they, them from Evan Ross Katz. I felt like they, they were coming, coming at, at me us every which every way because everyone is like freaking out. And I know, but honestly, I need everyone to calm down. Because, it's Aiden and Carrie. They're kissing in the street. They're kissing on the stoop. Um, and just like that, posted and said, and just like that, Carrie's on her tiptoes again. <laughs> But guys, this is fake. Could be. It could I, be not even the finale. It could just be an episode in the middle. You just don't know. I think it's I think it's not going I think that this would be the weirdest promotional thing of them to do. 
Like this is clearly like meant spoiling. to get the girls talking. Yeah, and it's got us talking. Exactly. Actually, I feel like it's so blatant that in some because I don't think majority of people think that. You oh, everyone who DMs me is like and they've also really cottoned up to my idea that Carrie might have a brain tumor and this is all like season five, <laughs> six of Grey's. Jesus Christ. Season ghost I, Denny vibes. We you know, I have seen comments on my Instagram post about it. People saying like because of shortcomings, they've they've turned a corner on Aiden. Like they've seen him for who he really is. I think all you it's like the first time someone tells you, you they they love you and you just know it so truly in your heart it's like yeah. you just need to be told something told and then once you're told it's like i've That's always known see. that right also i, I have to say no it made a it made so much sense i just think like it's such a testament to this show and these women that like even 25 years later like we are still like so passionate about this couple we're so passionate about carrie we're passionate about aiden like I think it's really kind of incredible, to be honest. I mean, that's why, I mean, right? Human nature is we all love nostalgia. Yeah. I got to stop waving my nose with my sweater. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I forgot I was on camera. Can you chill the fuck out? <laughs> anyway. Back to what we were discussing for once. I think it has a lot to do with right, just the power of nostalgia, but then also like, there is such a overwhelming amount of television right yeah. now that it's just also comforting to be like, I can't, I don't want to get to know anyone new. That's it. And so it's like, yeah, I'll look at Aiden and Carrie, but to get back to it, I genuinely believe that this is all just for the internet and to get us talking because there is no way that they would be showing us all of this so blatantly and from every fucking angle. I mean, mm -hmm. remember K Kristen Davis like posted a picture of herself and then she got that call from HBO Max like, take it down. Yeah. This is like, right, let's get it out there. I will say it does, it is giving dream sequence. It, I mean, that is Sex and the City. <laughs> it's like all a dream. It's like very, it? <laughs> you know what I'm upset about is that we haven't got any set photos for, about from Che. Not a one. Do you think Che Diaz is going to EGOT? Like Lydia Tarr? Oh my god. You know how like that's become the discourse about Lydia Tarr? Like how did she EGOT? Like they go out of their way to say in the movie she's an EGOT. I, I turned that movie Diaz off after e 20 minutes. I need Che Diaz to EGOT by the end of season three of And Just like I would that. love Che to get like an Emmy for like a Netflix special. I think Che might win an Emmy for this show they're on with Tony Diaz. Tony Diaz. Tony Diaz. Tony Danza? Tony Danza. Danza. Tony Danza. <laughs> it's like Tony Diaz. Wait, are we talking about Che or are we talking about the act actress? I'm talking about Che Diaz within the world of and just like that. I She's want to show with Tony Danza. Yes, we talked about this three weeks we ago have... and you claimed you hate Tony Danza and then you quickly realized you don't know who Tony Danza is. Oh yeah, I got him and George Lopez confused. And many people thought you were talking about um I can't remember now. I can't remember, but a lot of people messaged me like, "I think Sam means this guy." And I was I like, "I don't know what she means." Message you about shortcomings. I don't get a single. I message think it's because you have too many followers, and they probably go over to your little other section. Because oh. I have had people say she just doesn't reply to me, and I'm like, what? "Well, that's on her." Look, like, I don't. I usually okay. I got to be better about that. I was like, I don't know what to, to tell you guys. She's got a lot going on over there. I bought this fucking desk chair. 
I don't to be think a anyone listening to this podcast. No, I, I, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to say my truth. And I discovered that the floor is tilted because I keep rolling backwards. <laughs> like I keep having to like scooch and hang. I'm hanging on to this desk. It's very frustrating. So if you see me, if, if you see me rolling around like this on video, that's what's going on. A lot of BTS content here today. She's wiping yeah. her nose. Pictures are falling. <laughs> it's like the re-yield days of radio. It really is. Um, so, guys, Aiden's back. The I think that we... I honestly think there is a world in which it is a dream sequence. Because what is going on? He's wearing those... He's breaking New York City law by smoking inside. He's wearing, like, um, weird sunglasses every which way each time I see him. Looking like a Jimmy I Buffett, like Margarita Bell. Like, I just, what is going on with this guy? There's a photo of him recently that came out last night of them on the stoop. And he's smoking again. And I got a closer look and it looked like a blunt. I Not think, a cigarette. I think that there is a world in which we turn on it just like that. And he is, like, just a phantom following her around. It's just like, if this is really what's happening, Aiden is a fucking loser. Like, you, please. This woman ran you fucking ragged for years. And yeah, I mean, we'll really get into that. I mean, we really get into that. I mean, a little bit this week, in my opinion, too. A little this week, but really next week, he is down bad. And you know what? There are times, honestly, where I like relate to Aiden. When he I like never felt that when way. he like well, well let's not get too much into this one yeah yet. but the last thing I want to say about him is just John Corbett looks, looks terrible great. oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay that long stringy hair those sunglasses that cigarette limply dangling from his mouth I just am sick of it like it's just. What is happening? And I know I, I screamed good. into the void during and just like that season one about how disgusting Alan was or whatever that guy's Peter. name was. Peter. That just blah. Yeah, he was giving out. But to leave Franklin. Oh. For, for suffering? This? You don't know what Aiden's up to in 2023. I think we, if, if he's a- not a ghost then I think he could be a Christmas ghost. I just don't think that they would ever, like, put out what the finale is going to be. Like, they're not going to end up together. That's why I think he's a ghost. He could be... She's already had a paranormal adventure with Louise from St. Louis. Well, and she thought Big was trying to talk to her last year with the lights. See, and just like that could be, like, a ghost story. Oh, my God. A horror story. Uh, well, it definitely is the set photos and how the tags. <laughs> but I gotta but tell you, Carrie looks beautiful. Shout out to everyone though, who's so nice to be like wellness check. Are you okay? How are you feeling? I know, and I'm like not well. Not well, bitch. Not but you well. know who also isn't well is Pat Field, who's written a memoir and is um. <laughs> yes, Cam. That producer Cam says Stranger Things in the City. That is. I have to tell you, like, producer Cam was not a Sex and the City girly before this podcast. Isn't. 
but he knows the people we're talking about. Like he is like fully. He like, is watching it. alongside us. Yes, it's really he's beautiful. He's seen nothing from the beginning, and I don't think he's seen him just like that. This is a bearded man from Nebraska, you guys, and he is really following along. He's in the trenches. But did you read see that news about Pat Fields' memoir? No. So she's writing a book. I believe it comes out next week, all about her career. A lot of Sex in the City shots in there about how like it was just a job, but she really liked working with Sarah Jessica Parker. What? And of Aiden, she said, well, I'll just read you these two paragraphs, actually, of this article from The Guardian. She is also the person who put Aiden Shaw, Carrie's lapdog of a suitor, in turquoise jewelry and expected us to get behind him. He, John Corbett, had just done some sapless show and wanted to repeat the look, she says, of his necklaces while rolling her eyes. I was like, okay, this is going to be tricky. It was his clothes, too, particularly a suede jacket and white cowboy shirt that supposedly thawed Carrie's cold heart, yet somehow looked all wrong. I know what you mean, Field says. Was it the jacket or maybe the shirt was too tight? Maybe it was the casting, but that's not my department. Oh, my God. basically said get Aiden off the camera I don't want to see that I wonder if he was like difficult to work with and she hates him I think she's tired of everybody Pat Field Yeah, the only person she seemed to like was Meryl Streep I I can't believe this I will be reading that memoir Uh, you know what memoir you need you and I need to cover on this pod the Barbara Streisand memoir Yes. I don't think comes out of the mm, I don't want to be rude. What? Can you read a book that long? You know what, Chris? <clears throat> also, when you're large print orders, it's gonna be like eight thousand pages. No, someone said that to me this morning. <laughs> they go they go, if you order Barbara's book in large print, it's gonna be like literally the size of a house. I was like, No, I know. Because yeah, it's gonna you, be a thousand pages. I'd read a thousand pages of just the night she gave Eminem that Oscar for Lose Yourself. I'd read a thousand pages I mean, of just her having like lunch with Robert Redford. That's what I want to know. Because they have very different opposing political views. Is Robert Redford a Republican? Very much. Oh no. He's so beautiful though. I'd cross the aisle. So they him. had like some tension at times. Like he really was Hubble. Although they do remember they had that great when they came back together on Oprah. On Oprah? I'll never Towards the end of the show, 25th anniversary. And Oprah cried during the song. She's like, it's the most beautiful song I've ever heard. Mm. Although Oprah Oprah and music, I think she's kind of like me when it comes to music, where she likes it, but is never really clued into like lyrics or what's going on. (laughs) She's just like, I love this song. And it's just just like... I'm what? Just bop along. Who was singing on her show and they cut? I think it was Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey, We Belong Oprah. Together. And she's just like, I've never heard this song, We Belong. I think you know me. Yeah. It was just like the lyrics weren't at all close to <laughs> She was like, mouthing. <laughs> that is an iconic Oprah moment. Iconic. I miss her. Never forget when she rolled out all that like fat and was like, This is what I lost in like a red child's like wagon. <laughs> Or when she Honestly, said, like, I wish did I could you, do that. Did you, did you come uh, when she was asking someone about sex? Oh, God. And she accidentally said that. Guys, this podcast will transition into, like, a rewatch of the Oprah Winfrey show. I would love that, personally. 
I know. Get it on stream. It is Dr. Phil's last season. I will have you guys know. Update. Is he still on? He is. Yeah. Ugh, he's got to be so wealthy. Yes. He's going to run for something and ruin our lives. Uh, he's going to be the next. I don't think so. He's right up there with Mehmet. Just a disaster. Who's Mehmet? Mehmet Oz. Dr. Oz. Oh, God. That's his first name? Yeah, Mehmet. <laughs> Had no idea. I fucking hate him. He's a monster a demon He's from disgusting. hell you know oprah regrets putting him on yeah who's your favorite person oprah put on nate burkus i love nate burkus i know white women love nate burkus i love nate burkus i also i could be mistaken did she put on Susie orman i don't think so she might have though i feel like Susie was around mine is of course ayanla <gasps> fix your life <laughs> And if you haven't watched her and Oprah when they after they got into their huge fight and they come back together around I think season twenty two twenty three you know it used to be on it used to be on YouTube their reconciliation episode uh-huh. it is one of the most beautiful episodes of television I've ever seen but yeah both of them are so strong that they refuse to let the other just like <laughs> run the show I've never seen Oprah on her heels I love that but you know who I can't believe we forgot Gail King I think I prefer Ianla she's messier. She's messier, but I do enjoy Oprah and Gail's relationship. I do. I consider myself a Gail to many friends. You do? Yeah, just supportive, sitting in the background, texting. See, to me, you're you're Oprah. No, I consider myself so much more of a Gail. Just like a hanger-on, a side character. You know, I regularly have dreams in which my friends are the main character, and I'm just like, what's going on, girl? How are you? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and I also dream from the third person. Every time? Almost all the time. Why is that? I don't know, but I really enjoy it. It's like just looking at myself, but I'm never the main character. I'm always just like, I'm is always really the Stanford. weird. I, it's to me, sub- you have like such main character energy. My subconscious like, knows I don't have to get up and go to be the protagonist. Wow. What am I? A Carrie. A jester. <laughs> Jester flop. (laughs) Literally running around making no sense, Tasmanian devil style. Uh, And you're not in the corporate world now. I am Peter. Oh, God. Should we talk about this episode? Yeah, please. Let's get into it. All right. So, this is season four, episode 14, All the Glitters. Mm -hmm. Let's start with a little episode synopsis. Carrie worries she's losing herself. Charlotte and Trey come to a head. Samantha resists her feelings for Richard. And Miranda is outed at work. Oh. All I'm right. so pissed for her. What did you think about it's... this episode overall? Um, To me, there was a lot of highs, a lot of lows. A lot of, like, nonsense. But I enjoyed it. Like, it, it felt... I don't want to say filler because there was important things that happened like with Charlotte and Trey. Like I understand that, but there was just kind of like, Hmm. It just left me wanting the next episode. There's a reason I just literally was like, I'm just going to do the outline for the next episode because I want to watch it now. Yeah. I didn't no, feel I like that I got I my, confused. I didn't get my fill. I felt like yeah, also like I'm going to be more. busy next week. So I was like, let me just knock this out. And also I feel like this feels like a, half an episode like a half 100%. an idea and mm-hmm. i just wanted 
a little bit more meat. Like, let's get to the heart of the matter. But uh-huh. I will say I really appreciate the, the kind of theme of this episode. How does one incorporate your single self while you're dating someone? Mm-hmm. And what Which, isn't cover- your single self just yourself? Well, I think that is... Uh, well, that's an interesting point. I don't know. I think the show might posit that they are two halves of you. The person who you are when you're with someone mm. and the person who you are when you're alone. And so yeah. it did feel like a nice follow-up. Was SSB last week? Yes. Or was that the week? I think that was the week before because last week was the fight, wasn't it? Or is the fight and SSB the same app? It's the same episode. Okay. So it feel it does feel in some ways a nice com- continuation of her need for her single behavior and i Mm -hmm. guess what is nice is is that in that one we saw how aiden was compromising her home and her domestic life and here we see that she can't quite get incorporated into her day-to-day exterior like right Um, so let's hear the monologue and then get into it later i started to think about restlessness and relationships Once we found what we've been searching for, why are some of us reluctant to let go of our single selves? Is single life in New York such a constant flurry of fun and friends that settling down immediately fills us with the urge to shake things up again? And why does becoming part of a couple imply settling down? Maybe Oliver does have the key in that we shouldn't expect to get everything from one man, but instead feel comfortable getting different things from different people. Although at what point do separate interests become separate bedrooms? I couldn't help but wonder, to be in a couple, do you have to put your single self on a shelf? I really like this monologue, but I do feel like it kind of mixes two things in a way that the episode doesn't explicitly state in some ways. The idea that you need more than one person to Mm -hmm. fulfill you, and then that kind of single self... So what do you think about that? Do you think you need more than one person? And is that a good or bad thing in a relationship? I think we are led to believe for a really long time in our lives that like we only need one person. And like when you meet that person, that's the love of your life and they're everything to you. They're your best friend, et cetera. That is a bunch of bullshit. I think it's a it's okay to ha- get things that's karma, bitch. <laughs> Dragging me. All right, go on. Um, go on. And uh, I think it's okay to like get things from other people. I don't think your partner has to do everything for you. Well, I think the weird thing is, is that we already know that in the thesis of this show. Mm-hmm. We literally opened this ep- this season with her saying, "You guys are my soulmates," and mm-hmm. like you know this guys will be a nice fun thing to hang out with. So we already kind of the very premise of this show is the idea that you can't get everything from one person, even within your friendships, Mm -hmm. that she needs three friends to fulfill her and make her life make sense. And hopefully a a nice sexual partner. (laughs) I just think that it's an interesting idea to call out in a show that by definition Mm -hmm. is about the idea that we as people need community. Mm-hmm. And then this whole thing of whether your single self needs to be put on a shelf. I feel that if you feel that way, you need to run. 
I feel like if you feel that way in a relationship, you don't have like, a healthy relationship. No, and you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself either because you just don't, you're not able to kind of understand that you need different things from different people at different times. But there's so much pressure, I think, in society now specifically where it's like your partner has to be everything to you. And like you start to second guess like, oh, you know, what if they're what if they're not doing everything for me? Do you feel like that's more now in society? I feel like now I, we have, Chris, we have more you, we have more ability to define no, things in TikTok and this idea that if he wanted oh, he would that bullshit twins, twin twins flames. flames. It's like shut up. Shut yeah, Travis up. Travis really ruined everything for us. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those two. It's just like it's okay to want to go out with your friends and have fun and get that type of life from your friends and know what you get from your relationship and being okay with that. Yeah, don't let men take pieces from you, to quote Christine No, Yang. it's that on, quote gotta, is so true. Gotta get out my barber's dry sand notebook and <laughs> open my pages. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're fine. This is a real... Um... You know what? We're, we're, we are who we are. So... Yeah. It's a clusterfuck. It's but... already noon and we've not gotten into the episode at all, really. Um, let's chat before we get into the girls. I love the opening of this episode. Um, not really, although I thought Aiden looked pretty good when he took his shirt off. No, he looked great when he took his shirt off and he was like glistening a little bit. I was and like, for oh. one second, the shirt was over his head, so I didn't have to see that. And so he was just like a disembodied. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was good for me. I loved that. I didn't oh. care for when she smelled his shirt. That made me sick. Yeah, I've done that. But then they all get on the phone, and I love this four-way call they're on with the split screen. Yeah. Then we're at the gay bar. We're dancing. And mm. I just wrote, this is the energy that I'm just like that needs. Like, I'm missing... The show is almost tipped too far into realism while also possibly being a ghost story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know. And only and Just Like That can hold that dichotomy. Right, right. Of course. Um, I need more like, okay, we're going to get on the phone and do some fun visual storytelling. And the girls are going out to a gay bar and dancing. It just feels like that that is the portion of the show that is actually, when we think of aspirational Sex in the City, uh-huh. we're like, how fun would it be to be out and dancing with your four best friends? Mm-hmm. Now, what is insane is, is that I can assure you that there is no gay bar in New yeah. York City anywhere, but certainly in New York City, that the, is that popping before 12.45 at night. See, to me, I thought it was really late. No, like it is. I got the no, impression it that like it was really late there. in the morning, but they are on the phone at seven thirty. So I'm like, what was going on before? Oh. Maybe they went to dinner. Maybe they went to drinks. I hope so because I was just like, did she have to sit around? That I long love Carrie's curly the hair, the curly hair, and like the messy like top that she had. Well, we're not at that part of the show yet, so keep it. No, together. no, no, no. When she talked to Aiden, like when he got home. I meant, like, let's not get into fashion and looks. Oh, my God. There's structure to this podcast. Keep, okay. that, on, keep <laughs> that on over to that other show you do. We have so much structure. Meanwhile, we spent 45 minutes talking about Netflix's business practices. Ugh. I don't know. I just really wish that... and rem- I think in Just Like That at one point, Seema and Carrie go to a club, but they cut away before they go in. 
Yeah. And it's like, no, I want to get in. I want to see them having fun. I want energy and life. And I'm hoping yeah. that we get some of that in season two. I think we will because I feel like season one was still like COVID-y era. And like people weren't fully out and about yet. Like they were out and they weren't masked at times. But like it wasn't like COVID how it doesn't is. exist. And in, in I mean, it existed. Yeah, it, it does. It, it's over. Right, but it's not like you mean in the filming of the show. Yeah, like I don't think they could be around. Like they, well, they need to fix that, and we need group. (laughs) I need dynamics. I need energy. I need the girls on the phone. I need split screens. I need fun. I just thought this episode had some lightness to it that reminded me that that is actually what we think about when we think about the aspirational qualities of the show. We think about the clothes and the drink, but also just how there they are for one another yeah in a way that we're not getting and in just like that quite yet yeah we're not they're they're a little um isolated like they're a little too much doing their own thing well they all had to go hang out with their individual person of color yeah (laughs) (laughs) and just like that was really a fever dream i can't wait i need it back i'll never forget miranda in that class with dr karen pippen you mean dr naya wallace (laughs) Oh, I do I love Karen Pittman also. Karen but, Pittman. And we love Karen That's Pittman. That's the actress. Yes. Um, Future yeah. shortcomings guest Karen Pittman. The yeah, only, person, Dr. only person from that show I want on this podcast. I would take any of them, to be honest. I'd take any of them. I'd take John Corbett. <laughs> oh, my God. He's never coming on this show. No, 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 no. Ooh, let's get into Miranda. Okay. So she's very pregnant. She's fallen asleep at 7.30 at night on the couch. She thinks She's like, what time is it? What's going on? Who's on this phone? Yeah. I thought, great of her to rally because I would literally never if never. I was pregnant. I don't even rally now. Oh, I love nothing more to rally now. But if I, I would not yeah. go to the club if I couldn't drink. If I was pregnant, I don't think I would go to the club just because like, it's just, I wouldn't want people like bumping into me and like my belly and like going, I don't know, going pee and like. I also can't quite figure out how pregnant Miranda is. They never really situate us into where she is in her pregnancy. Yeah. But I mean, Brady's coming in a few episodes. So she runs into Max, a junior associate. What did you think of Max? I thought Max was really, really cute, but I fucking hate him. I love him. Okay. I'm obsessed with also how Miranda tries to lead. Like, if you go back, they she tries to get out of this conversation without saying goodbye, and Mm. it's really weird. It's like, can you just be normal and say, "Okay, I'll see you later"? No, I think she's really uncomfortable because he's clearly uncomfortable. I don't know. It was just really weird, but I I kind of she's also pregnant in a club in a club. Like, she's fighting for her life. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought, just say goodbye, you fucking weirdo. It was very classic, awkward Miranda. Yeah. Typical. And then I love this actress who rolls in to, um, to, about Casual Friday. Oh Do you know, have you, of course you've seen Brandy Cinderella, right? Of course. She was very much giving the white stepsister. Yes. Like just kind of perky and chipper, but evil. But evil. This bitch coming in and be like, we're moving into the future. Casual Friday. I was like, you fucking are the worst. And she says, congratulations. And then let's hear Max and Miranda really get at God, Fucking Max. Did you tell Celeste I was pregnant? 
Okay, yes, but only in your defense. What? This morning she was telling everyone how she saw you sleeping under your desk a couple of times and that you might be an alcoholic or bipolar or something. So you told her I was pregnant. Isn't that better? No, not at a law firm. No. Sorry. I told her it was a secret. She can't keep a secret. She's probably told everybody in the office by now. How would you like it if I told everybody in the office that you were gay? Casual Friday has arrived. <laughs> Great. Maybe next you can call my grandparents. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Miranda's an asshole. Are you serious? I think, look, at some point her work she was... She didn't gonna... expect this bitch to walk in right when she said that. Like, it's not her fault. She outed him. It's the worst thing you can do. And as someone who she has outed someone... out him. By accident? Well, I don't know if it was by accident. <laughs> okay. I think it was quite purposeful on my part. I just think it's kind of ridiculous. I think it's fucked up that he would say that she's pregnant and then get mad at her for saying something they thought he was, she was room. a drug addict which <laughs> yes. is a, which is a crazy she's like, conclusion to jump to she's well, a, although they did say she was literally sleeping under her desk that is insane that she got whole ass on the floor was that's a George very rambo thing to do yeah. she's very much rambo but like she was having this conversation with him in a closed environment the door was closed and this bitch just walks in and as Marina says it she's not like outing him like to the office it's in it's impact. And then he has the audacity to walk in in a mesh tee. It's impact, it's not intention. But like you're in a room. You don't expect people to come into the room that's hey, closed. Now would you work with Celeste, that busybody? That... <laughs> Gotta be yeah, careful. You're right. She yeah. Celeste is every which way. She's everywhere. Um, I don't know. I just really felt bad for Max because at a certain point Miranda's pregnancy is going to come out. Yeah. He should have the right to keep his sexuality to himself. Now, I did think it was batshit insane to come in on a mesh tank top. And a mesh top and like tight shorts. I was like, Max, come on. It it was a lot. Um, now, did you see what the woman behind him was wearing? I know. I was too focused on his nipples. He, she had on crazy gloves, a sun hat, and a green, like, um, Laura Ashley dress. She looked insane. I gotta see this. Go back and look at her. She's one of my favorite looks of the app. It, no. Actually, I was about to bring up something that happens in the next episode that made me cry. It's easy to, like merge the two because they're so intertwined yeah so i guess ultimately right we just see that miranda her storyline kind of ends with now everyone knows she's pregnant yeah and she's so dealing she doesn't with really it. have much going on in this episode no she's sleeping yeah the whole time let's get into miss jones yeah so she's making me laugh while being a sexual predator in the bathroom literally just walking over and staring at men's dicks i know i was like that's so inappropriate and also why is she at a urinal how is she doing that well she's not using it she just went over to look she Uh... didn't spread her legs and piss in the urinal are you okay (laughs) no (laughs) because She's just standing there so she can look at their dicks. Oh. Which is even crazier. Yeah, no, that's worse. Yeah, I'd prefer if she'd been pissing in the urinal. Oh, wow. Okay. But they're not phased by it at all, so, No, you know, he smiled at her. The club is a safe space for some. Mm-hmm. So she takes ecstasy. I'm really into Kim Control's performance in that when she's like three dicks and counting. 
<laughs> she's out of her mind. Like, and I just, I, I got X for my friend, Bobby's friend, Bobby. I know. And they were all like, okay. And she was like, what? It's perfectly safe. <laughs> it's going to take away my inhibitions. And that it does. Now I did think that the sex she and Richard are having looked pretty vanilla for them. Are you kidding? I thought they looked like they were humping and pumping. Like I just I was this is a woman myself, who in a few seasons we're gonna see literally take her like living room chair and place it atop <laughs> her bed to fuck on. <laughs> you know, I've seen her fucking a swing and a sling. It and just a... looked like okay, uh, ecstasy to do missionary. No, but it felt like really it did passionate love making. Yeah, like it looked like it almost looked like they were really having sex. The only thing I will say, I just thought it was so funny that clearly I think the actor doesn't want to show his butt because that um blanket was so delicately placed to cover his hiney. Yeah, I wish he was not giving it. Peter vibes. Just get the no, ass out. no Steve vibes. Yeah, do we ever see Big's butt? No, no, never see Aiden's. These men need to drop trial. Yeah, any guy I feel like it. involved with Carrie, we don't see like that. I don't know. Do we even see Big shirtless? In the first movie. Maybe once? Throughout the series, I'm having a hard time picturing it. And you would be able to picture it if it happened. No, I the, when they're in bed, I think at one point he's shirtless. And then certainly he's shirtless in the first movie. Or he has his, like, drama top open. Really open. And he's, yeah, he's looking good. Possibly wearing pearls to bed. Yeah. <laughs> like a maniac. This episode sucks, guys. Clearly, we don't want to talk about it. It's a lot. Can we talk about the Abu Dhabi trip? Mm -hmm. That is what you want to talk about? Anything. Let's hear when she wakes up the next morning and calls Carrie about her evening. Yeah. I'm in love with you. You told him you loved him? It was the ex talking. All I wanted to do was to have sex. Okay, okay, and then... What did he say? Nothing. He just went to sleep. Oof. Well, is it possible he didn't hear you? No, he heard me. Can I get a fucking cab? Uh, if he was any kind of gentleman at all, he'd pretend it never happened. But you did have sex, right? Well, of course we had sex. Aiden and I didn't. <laughs> he fell asleep and I watched gay porn. See, that's what happens when people say, I love you. So do you love him? Oh, who the hell knows? Maybe the ex knows. It makes you giddy. I was in love with the taxi driver, the doorman, his sweater. But you only said it to Richard. I am never taking X again. It is a dangerous, dangerous drug. I agree. Uh, Having done it once. Ecstasy? Is it the same as Molly? Unclear. I'm not the person to answer that. I don't know. It is a dangerous drug and it's too much fun. And I did love everyone when I was on Molly. I, I've never done it, so I don't know. But I obviously it like she looks down her inhibition so crazy when she, she looks. <laughs> I've no never friend. seen a better like morning after. Her hair's askew, dresses like half on. <laughs> Not since Carrie was rumbling around that dude's uh, Tweety Bird's apartment in his shirt. Ripping cigs. Have I seen a better depiction of what it's like to just be wake when you wake up the next morning and feel nuts? I have a question. Is this kind of the first real scene we've had where the women are on cell phones? 
No, because doesn't Carrie oddly have a cell phone in like the first season? She like calls big from it and it doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's like that big ass phone. Yeah. And then it doesn't make sense because we hear later that Miranda gives her a cell phone. But I think certainly we're seeing and we've seen Samantha on a phone before. Okay. I don't know why this stuck out to me. Okay. No, you're right. No, we're definitely entering the more modern era, but they yeah. resisted like tech for a very long time. I yeah. mean, Carrie still has that fucking pink flip phone in the second movie. That or the first movie. eraser, whatever she had. She threw it in that ocean while she was in that maxi dress. That bedazzled phone. We were all there that day. Oh. Wow. And she got out of her Mexicoma. So a problem with this episode is also the fact that we get all of this build up with Samantha and it really basically comes towards Richard saying, oh, you were on ecstasy. And we find out that, oh, once she hears him reject her desire to say I love you is when she starts to really be able to invest in it. And a part of me feels like we have seen Samantha in relationships before. She dated James. She dated Mr. Big Dick. I miss James. Is I guess she only dated James. Or did she have a second long term? No. For a few episodes. It was just... Oh, Maria. Oh, okay. We've seen her, though, be open. Like, it doesn't ring 100% true to me that she wouldn't say, she wouldn't at least try to say, I want to be with you, which I guess she does in the next episode. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I just think she knows how Richard is and it's he's not the kind of guy they don't have that kind of relationship. Well, I will say having just watched the next episode, she she is currently working under the assumption that she that they are she's the only person he's sleeping with. Mm. Which is a crazy assumption to make if given who this man is. Right. <laughs> given everything that has happened. Um and who she is. Right. Um so I don't know. It just felt like half a storyline. Like we needed one more beat with them. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised that we didn't get another scene. But to be fair, Charlotte, although I say that and as we transition into Charlotte, but they really handled the dissolution of Trey and Charlotte's marriage in literally one scene no, by the door. Chris. Like, they don't even like it. In the foyer. I He opens the door and is basically like, let's get divorced. I was shocked. Like I don't I didn't remember it like that. It feels so fast. So let's transition into yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, right to Charlotte. And I genuinely really love that they're all at the gay club dancing. And we run into... they. Anthony's so shocked to see her there. Yeah. Um, and we meet Gordon. What'd you think of Gordo? His dyed blonde hair is so wild. <laughs> I, I have fucked so crazy. many Gordons. <laughs> When he popped up on the screen, I was like, oh, they're flash like 21 to like 27 of my life. Just the bleach blonde idiot who's got like a weird job. Wow. Okay. He was triggering to me, Gordon. Yeah. I mean, I if that was your experience. The whole with- club scene, honestly, was slightly triggering to me in some ways, just because there was no body diversity. I was just going to say. And everyone's bodies were insane. And and you know what? I, I want to save this to talk about kind of the depiction of gay men in this I show. I was going to ask you about this. Yes, it's under the auspice of Carrie. Yeah, um, we'll but certainly I had my eye on the body diversity in that scene as a complete failure, but certainly reflective yeah. of the times. Can I tell you? I feel like Carrie was a little jealous of the Who's attention Carrie? Charlotte was getting. Carrie. 
Oh, Carrie. I was like, Carrie's not in the show yet. <laughs> Carrie. Carrie was a little jealous because she was like, I have like a thing, you know, somewhere you could like tour, like we're doing stuff renovations. I think Carrie and he was, was like, bitch, getting, I want nothing to do with you. I think Carrie was getting her life when it cut to them dancing. I was like, Sarah Jessica Parker, this is a woman it who's definitely was... done coke in a gay club before. It... Oh, Sarah, once I a mean, month. Famously, we saw her coke nail when she was a young child in Annie. Yeah, I remember? Toot, toot, beep, beep. I mean, she was spinning around, I'd never seen mm-hmm. her so happy. Yeah. Giving puns. She loves, I, I was just so, she I was She loves being out. She's a city girl. <laughs> and I really enjoyed watching Charlotte come to the realization that Gordon and Anthony were about to fuck. Oh, like on yeah. the dance floor when they're when they're the three of them are together and then Anthony just they take their shirts off and then Anthony just grabs her, yeah. grabs him mm-hmm. and 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 her. Gordon is a her. He's he's one of the dolls. <laughs> and it's just you know look and that I say to all straight women who get a gay bars, you, someone's gonna push you out of the way to make out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think we spend more time between Gordon and Charlotte than we do Trey and Charlotte because Charlotte is pruning flowers in her foyer. Mm. Trey comes in and we get this scene. Mm. Pretty. They're for the photo shoot tomorrow. They're coming at 10, so would you please move your stuff out of the guest room? Are they photographing the guest room? I don't know. It doesn't look very good with us sleeping in separate bedrooms. No. No, it doesn't, does it? They want us to dress nicely, but not too formal. Oh, I'm in the picture? Mm-hmm. They want to photograph both of us. Why? Because they think we're the perfect couple. I know. I promised, and they're coming. I don't want to do this. It's just one picture. And it's important to me. Oh, this. I I don't want to do this anymore. You are so angry at me. I'm sorry. I want a baby. I thought that's what you wanted, too. So did I. I don't think I should have to give that up. You shouldn't. You can have the apartment. I'll move back in with Mother. Charlotte and Trey's separate interests had become more than separate bedrooms. They'd become a real separation. That is like the saddest scene. (laughs) And it almost is even more sad, like laid bare without visuals. I know. Like, wow. Like, I think it is interesting that, um, they situate in the word separation rather than divorce because Carrie's got to get her fucking pun in. But, and I know I got on this mic last week and defended Trey. And guess what? I'm back on this mic defending Trey. What a goddamn king he is. I'm Mm -hmm. so sick of Charlotte. I... I'm he kidding. Did the right... I'm not really sick of her. Here. No, no. But I like, just really want to exalt how saying. kind he is here. Because he's so kind. Not only does this man give her a giant New York City apartment. Stunning. He also is brave enough to end it on Charlotte's behalf because she won't do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that He's... takes a great, that is an actual act of kindness for him to say, I can't do this anymore. And you shouldn't have to give up what you want to make me happy. Yeah. I'm releasing you. And then when he shows up. And then he shows up and embarrasses himself and is in a photo in fucking House and Guard magazine <sighs> that comes out after their divorce. I mean. I, it... Who's a better man? Honestly, like we come on this podcast every single week and like I just oh, there's not enough like Trey McDougal stands out on the internet. I don't think there are any except the two of us. I just think he gets a really bad rap because of that fucking cardboard baby. Like I, I, think, said, I didn't think that I was think that bad. In their mind, I think in people's minds are like, oh, he couldn't get hard. He couldn't fuck his wife. He brought her that fucking baby. That okay, he but why her. is it his fault he can't get hard? No, I know, but it, but that's what people think. But then, you know, they that's why they need to listen to this but, show. But then he did get hard and they had great sex. Never great forget sex. that it's I argued him. she needed to get over that because he's so Again. hot playing tennis. Just look at him and masturbate. He left her the apartment. And that's then saves a, it. And that's a family fine. like heirloom, this apartment. Like it's been in the family forever, and he leaves it to this Did his wife that, that he has to be true. Like what? Well, because Bunny decorated it. Like it was like Bunny's apartment. I think, I think and now Trey just crazy. bought it. I, you're talking like they've owned this apartment for generations. <laughs> I feel you're like, like when they sailed over on the Mayflower. The first thing they did was buy that house apartment, this apartment in New York City. That's like really beautiful. Like he left her this. He did the right thing by showing up for the shoot. Like he's a king. He's so kind. I hope he found someone like really I hope he's lovely. Ma- you know, so a part of me does still cling, and this is a real aside oh. to the idea that could Aiden be coming around and he's dating Seema? And he's kissing Carrie on the lips? That's all fake. Oh, like do you think like Seema doesn't know that her and Aiden dated and I just feel like that would, be, that would be the funnest way to bring him back is is that Carrie shows up to like meet Seema's new guy. No, I would shit myself. And it's Aiden. And all this nonsense we're watching is fake. And maybe they're going shopping for like Seema's birthday together. At that point. Because they're store. moving in. Right. I hope that's what happens. I that I would that I take. Yeah. I don't know how I got from there to, oh, because I was thinking if Trey was to ever come back, he could maybe date Seema. I would, you know what? I don't need him to come back like full time. I would like to just check in on him to see like what he's up to. I, hope well, he's I okay. think I pitched our storyline for Trey, which should be that he's going through a divorce <clears throat> and Harry's his lawyer. And we just somehow. I don't want him to get divorced. I want to be happy. I don't care. I'd like to check in. I just, however, we can get him on the show. What if he like comes back and like sees their apartment? Or he like comes back and is like, actually, I've changed my mic. You get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, he would never though. I do really appreciate the nice scene between Anthony and Charlotte, Charlotte. and um, he kind of predicts uh, the rest of her storyline when he says you can pick up any man off the street and make him shine. And I guess some could argue that's what she does to Harry when she makes him wax his back. And he's got that rash. <laughs> For Charlotte was so fucking rude to Harry. <laughs> She's so. Is Charlotte the villain? Yes. <laughs> like, I'm really confused. She had him going through it. Charlotte is secretly much like me. I'm like I'm a Charlotte, and in fact, maybe I'm a big. You you have you're very multifaceted. You've got a lot going. I'm on. only big in how I relate to men. Like, yes. Poor men have, are down bad dealing with me. I'm never not showing up in all black, barely paying attention, and then leaving. Yeah. 
and never texting anyone back. I mean, I showed you that portion of my phone yet last yesterday. Oh, just a <laughs> literal feed of a bunch of strangers. <laughs> no last names. Nope. What did you think of the very ending? The idea that the episode ends on Charlotte. I thought that was really giving Charlotte her due. And yeah. Of like, okay, the, this relationship with Trey is over. We're done. Yeah, it kind of put a nice bow on it. We're entering a new era. We're going to see Trey in the finale, but then after that, we never see him again. I love that. I don't. You don't? I need him again. I need him to pop in. What's his name in real life? He's looking great on Instagram. He loves the gram. What is his name? Kyle McLaughlin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never forget a wonderful performance as Orson on Desperate Housewives. This will become... Honestly, if I had my way, this would transition to a Desperate Housewives podcast. But just the first three seasons. Yeah, no, I don't... After the Twister, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, that was season four, I think. Yeah. I'd have to go downstairs and get my DVDs. Oh, God. Can we talk about Carrie? (laughs) Please. So Carrie's sniffing Aiden's disgusting shirt. (laughs) Because, and by the way, I do want to say again, having watched the next episode, I don't know what he's doing in that apartment next door. He's like really working hard over there. Literally when they go over there next week, nothing looks like anything has changed. He's sanded the floors. I'm hire someone you know what's really amazing is like the scene in this episode is the scene that basically started this podcast between us the scene with the kfc bucket and the belly well let's hear it yeah hey how was your night i've got a goodie bag know what's in it hmm Oh, come on. I had to fight a foreigner for it. Mm, come here. Just tuck in here and just go to sleep. I'm not tired yet. You will be. Shh. Hey, you. I had five cocktails. I danced. With a lot of fine, half-naked men. If you were to wake up right now, I can almost guarantee you would be in for some F. You. And. Mm. I eat too much chicken, I think. It's me rub my belly, baby. That might be the single worst thing I've ever heard. I have been saying for literal decades. Decades. To any man, woman, child, (laughs) non-binary person, dog, blade of grass that would listen to me who was into Aiden. The fact that she comes home and this man is in her bed... With a full-ass bucket of KFC and, behind him, three small sides. (laughs) I didn't see a utensil. I didn't see a plate. (laughs) 
Not a crumpled napkin to be found. And first of all, he said he was watching a game or something. So he was originally on the, like, Carrie's television doesn't face her bed. So he was sitting in his brown chair over there, then moved his KFC. <laughs> and how did he even, I guess, did he go out and get it? This is before Uber Eats. He 100% went out and got this. Why did he just eat his KFC there? That Who even KFC? orders a whole bucket? Who even orders a whole ass bucket of chicken and Aiden. three sides for themselves? And then when I mean, he the is a bigger sound, boy, the sound of his voice when he goes, "We run my belly, baby." I'm I like, too much chicken. I'm like, you quite literally make me sick. It's the only time he's lost his fucking Margaritaville country bumpkin accent and is now just humming like that janky radiator no. he is rub my belly angel no devil. one's belly should be rubbed it's disgusting it doesn't do anything no <laughs> when i don't feel good i don't want to be touched let alone rubbed could you imagine someone rubbing your belly no i wish i would i mean if they, uh, in my current condition if someone did that i would consider it a hate crime no, like literally, I, it would enact like my fight or flight. Like I would go fucking crazy if someone there rubbed would be my belly. A Chris Lewis sized hole in the wall, and you would literally <laughs> never see my face again if someone I, rubbed my belly. Yeah. But I would never request that. And why is he eating sides in yeah. bed? Like he's got like he's got three like. There's probably mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, and maybe some collard greens. Yeah. There are three sides up on the mantle in bed. I mean, I know Carrie doesn't have a table. He he does. He's gonna eat in bed. And I say this as someone who regularly takes my meals in bed. <laughs> I'm never not in my bed. Yeah. So like I, but it's my bed. Right. Well, he and I also there. wouldn't eat a bucket of chicken in bed. Like no. No, that's a little too. He's in his tidy whities. Like was he also? So he also like ate so much chicken. He got the meat sweats. Like what he's, he's a little too comfortable for me. <laughs> Imagine coming home and seeing a grown man like that. No, I can't. Azkaban. Under Azkaban. It, the dungeon beneath. Immediate guillotine. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, so we failed to mention that at the gay bar, she meets Oliver, who is, of course, played by... A gentleman whose name just dropped right Martin. out of my head. Who? Martin? Martin? Marty? James. What? Mm-hmm. I don't Oliver think so. He's Sexton. in White Lotus. He was in White Lotus. Murray Bartlett. So. Okay, I wasn't that far off. <laughs> Murray Bartlett, who of course <clears throat> would go on to star on Gay Sex in the City, looking, and the White Lotus, and is turning everybody uh, to a tizzy on that zombie show. Oh, everyone's lost their minds for him. And I think Mary Bartlett is an attractive man. Gorgeous. Aging like a fine wine. Here I found him to be akin to a rat. I am not attracted to him. I don't find him sexy fun. Not now? Uh... Even now you don't find him sexy? No. I'm going to send you some screenshots of him on the show looking. I think that's where he was at his prime. Okay. But here, I just, I didn't care for his, you know, honestly, he looked exactly like Michael Patrick King, the creator of this show. Yeah. Not to say, I guess I just made a tough analogy there. Yeah. Love you. Um, 
I appreciate though that it gives me one of my favorite things, which is centering Carrie as a celebrity. The idea that he knows who she is and is attracted to her and wants to take her to brunch. Although if a stranger at a bar just asked me to go to brunch, I would say no. Well, that just shows like the level of desperation that Carrie has for wanting to get the fuck out of that apartment. And that she wants his shoe discount. Absolutely. But also to have him be like, you're my dating guru. And she's like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, you don't, man. If you've read this column, which is the show we're watching, I mean, I guess you could consider her a guru in the sense that if you do the opposite, you'd probably be happily married. She also hates Aiden. Like, I don't get what people don't understand about this. Like, well, let's this woman chat about fucking hates him. Let's chat about when he says, Tell me about Aiden. And she replies, He's tall, kind, and handsome. And not even Paul is her first thing she could say about him. It's not even that. It's like the way that she says all of it. She's like, He's tall, he's kind. I'm like, It was very no, like if someone small. asked, What me, is that thing from the help? He is, he, he is he's kind, in, he's smart, he's he is important. important. Yeah, that's what she was giving us. And yeah, very Abilene. It's very dark to me. Like, And she's wearing the, the necklace on a string. Well, she's not that. She hasn't done that. Oh, right. Yet. She's wearing yeah. it on her hand. But then She's they wearing it on her hand there. And what we do get, though, is the return of my king, Stanford. In all green. We haven't seen him in a while. I know. I feel like, is this his first appearance in season four? Yes. We have Although not hard pressed, you and I do not remember what happened at the beginning of season four. I know I said that really confidently, but Look, I, I can't remember what happened three days ago, let alone what we did like fourteen weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but I loved seeing him. I love his kind of instant jealousy, and mm. so this takes me into this interesting and weird conception of gayness and gay. M- gay men in this episode Mm -hmm. so sex in the city has long been purported to be a show that was like it's like if gay it's gay it's a gay man's version of women like there are no authentic i think if a gay if this was a gay male perspective i'd hope we would be given a little bit more of a do i also just think they view gay men as accessories and this show is this episode is like the perfect example but that's what i mean like when people say that it's this gay male fantasy it's like i don't know that that's true because if it was i think the gay men would be handled with a little bit more care and Mm -hmm. this seems to me to be wholly the writing of a bunch of women who lived a quote-unquote cosmopolitan life and Mm -hmm. And considered gay men kind of a fun thing to hang out with. I mean, talking about like, oh, yeah, gay men are the dating loophole. It's like that is a crazy thing to say. Crazy and also just like how he's like, I don't know. They just kind of put like a very um, stereotypical like blanket over gay men and gay culture. But like as a straight person, I don't know if I have like the right to say that. I did love watching them watch gay porn. Oh, that was really something. I mean, it's, it's not my idea. What, is, what was the name of it? Jocks and Cox and Cox Four. Um, I, I love that it's not even a pun. It's just Jocks and Cox. Yeah, just Cox on Jocks. Yeah, Box on Socks. Yeah, it's a book I read many times this weekend. I was with a child, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you need to clarify. I wasn't just reading Doctor Seuss books on no, my no, no. on my on my own. Um, but I did appreciate I don't know I just thought them watching it and how how into it Samantha was was again just the energy I need from it just like that I love mm-hmm. Charlotte bringing Biscotti 
and just I say, hate like, biscotti. Why were they eating it like dry like that? I wouldn't eat biscotti just dry. It needs to be dipped in it's something. It's dipped in like espresso or something. Like, like it, it looked... was crazy. They were drinking like were martinis and biscotti. <laughs> like I was like, what a dumb way. Yeah, to I was like, that looks so dry. Um, was it even chocolate covered, chalk covered in chocolate? No, it wasn't. It was a straight up just almond biscotti. Yes. Dry. Dry as hell. They're gonna need a glass of water. So Carrie is getting ready to go to Bungalow 8. And Aiden's like, I'll come with you. And she's like, no, like, you stay here, buddy. Yeah, and she does something to me that I just think is really fucked up. Is the putting the ring on the string. I have to say, I thought it was gorgeous. And I do think it's closer to the heart. So, for me personally... That is disrespectful. Well, I think it's I to mean, your partner. Well, you I don't did... want to spend any time with him, and now you're putting your ring on your string. If a man, if like I was married, for example, and like my husband put a ring on a string, like his wedding, I'd be like, "Well, what would you fuck? force him to wear a wedding ring?" Yes. So, so for example, like I, I have no interest in the institution of marriage, but if I was to get married, I would never wear a wedding ring because I don't like things on my fingers. Okay. Um, and so, like, my partner would. Just I just have think, to get, like, I think that there's a lot of insanity reading, around the he, idea of rings. I know. And the I idea just, that they relate to the marriage. I just think, like, he is picking up on what's going on. Oh, sure. he certainly is, and I mean, it's it's meant to connote, right? I mean, I. She's such a fucking liar. I like, it really had made me mad. Completely forgotten that. Carrie wearing it on her, wearing it around her neck is meant to, is meant to stop people from asking her about it. Yeah. So it's not actually Which about is... Aiden. It's about the exterior world. She doesn't want to be identified as someone who is getting married. Like, I think she finds it very yeah. annoying when she's with Oliver and he says, because well, she doesn't noticed, like Aiden. I don't. If I... she was with a man that she liked. Like, if she was wearing a big that ring, or if she was wearing a ring that big got her, I'm sorry, she would be wearing that shit on her finger. She would be about it. She would. I guess I'd have to go back and see, does Carrie wear a wedding ring? And I know. I believe she does. Because I don't think she does in the second movie, because then. Well, they're in shambles. Well, no, I don't think she wears a ring. I think there are maybe two years between the first and second movie or something. And at the end of the first second movie, he says, "We need you to put this on to remind you." Yeah, the first you. few episodes of *In Just Like That*, Carrie, they were. Is she wearing, wearing that ring he gives her at the end of the second movie? They wear eighteen ninety five Cartier wedding bands. Where did they Where did they put those on though? I don't know, <laughs> but I just think that. It, to me, it makes sense that Carrie would not be interested in wearing a wedding ring. And and again, we'll get into this more next week. I actually, and I cannot wait to talk about this. And honestly, given, although I was going to say given how little happens in this episode, but we've been talking about it forever. I really, in the next episode, and I'll defend myself next week, I really got the sense that she does care for Aiden and does love him. She just does not want to get married. And they're at an impasse because I don't think she wants to marry him. No, she doesn't. She does not want to get married at this point in her life. I don't know that if eight, I am not sure that if Big at this point had asked her to get married, she would have married him. Like, I Mm -hmm. think that there takes, I think there's a reason that, 
I think they really make a good argument that Carrie is not, a, that Big is right. She is not the marrying kind until the end of the first movie, that they both have a lot of growth to do. And we can, I just really felt very moved by what happens in the next episode um, mm. and Sarah Jessica Parker's performance. Let's get married. And how much she does to enforce that this is about marriage, not Aiden. And I thought that it was really beautiful here, actually. And I think the ring as a metaphor is really interesting and beautiful. The idea that she wants him closer to her heart, but mm -hmm. she does not want to be defined to the external world as a married person. I understand that. I just hated her for it. That's fine. I don't think she's right. And I think she's certainly not being like, you know, the best partner to him. But he's also not being very um, responsive in the sense that he's when she says that, he says, oh, he doesn't say I'd actually like you to wear your engagement. I know. And then he was like, actually, can I come out to bungalow? And then she's like, no, you say stay here. Mm -hmm. No, then we get the bungalow and we get some real comedy. Let's hear Stanford <laughs> who saved this episode. Well, if it isn't Mr. and Mrs. Down Under. I've been so preoccupied with my gay boyfriend, I kept forgetting about my gay husband. You, um, you remember Stanford from brunch? Mm -hmm. no, apparently it was more than just brunch. Carrie, don't fall for him. He's just another pretty face. He doesn't love you like I love you. I knew this woman when she took the subway and wore candies. Candies? I assure you, I never wore candies. You wore pink suede candies and I adored you anyway. And how dare you try to steal her away with your dreamy eyes and your probably fake accent. I'm sorry, I didn't realize the lady was spoken for. Well, she is. All right then. Kiss and make up. <laughs> and then I realized my single self-life had a shelf life and it had just expired. Carrie's mm. sick of these gays. Shut the fuck up. She's like, I gotta get out of with I gotta get away from gay men. She's like, I need to go home and rub like, my man's belly. Right. I think there's also this weird <laughs> thing in this episode because she's hanging out with two gay in it because she's at a gay club and then at bungalow with these two gays who are making out in front of her. Then Aiden is positioned at his most heterosexual. It mm -hmm. is like, she's like, I gotta get the fuck away from homosexual. She's like, I'm not built for this. Not to invoke that stupid quote from, from, you know, these gays are trying to kill me, White Lotus season two. But I think she is like, all right, I, I gotta get back to the couch. Like, I can't do. Yeah. Sometimes she's just got to get back, you know, back into the nook. Where she feels comfortable. Mm -hmm. Now, what did you think of the chicka chicka bow? Uh, mm -mm. That, oh, yeah. Chris. You want that? Uh. I hated that. Like, it made me so uncomfortable. I just turned the episode off. I was well, like, it's one of my least favorite things about like, blowjobs uh, in general. Uh, 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 the whole uh, uh, act of this, like, Oh no! Stop! 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 The kissing as no. you go down—it's like just no, get down there. Uh, where, oh do you my think God. where do you think we're going? I like, feel like this... I want to crawl out of my own skin right now. Like the like... thought of that is so disgusting. But it's just like when people get up to that stuff, I'm like, "What are you doing?" And then she doesn't even go down on him. No. I mean, it could have happened off camera. Yeah. But she's doing all that, uh, chicka bow. Uh -uh. <laughs> And some people have said, actually, our theme song sounds like her doing that. We got to change it. <laughs> and honestly, I wish our theme song was her doing that. And I'm going to have to talk about Cam. On I'm going to have to have that put on the soundboard with you fucking bitch, you fucking whore. Uh. Uh, 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 it was so upsetting. Yeah. 
give me some of that. Stop. <laughs> it's so cringy and wonderful. I'm obsessed with it. Um, the last thing I just wanted to talk about was the ending shot of Carrie is the most devastating part of this episode. Because she talks about how you just want to go home and feel comfortable and that she really means it. And yet the last shot of her is Aiden again asleep with his arms around her and she's staring out the window (laughs) at those snow globes that represent her desire to be out in the world. So it's almost like we did not close the circle on this problem. No, 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 no. Cinematically, it just, I thought, oh, these snow globes are meant to represent New York City and what she wants. Now, I do have to say, what grown woman who lives in New York City and also who lives in the city that has that a is being trinket has three snow globes she's hungry for trinkets i'm glad we never it, see those again uh, it was upsetting i was like this is d- dumb guys we could have found a different way to represent this yeah. um but i did really find the last shot to be of her to be really nice i didn't care for the black and white photo it going to black and white of charlotte because i was like i don't think oh. h&g would be shooting her in black and white film no, it no, even no, no. this is sense. in the new york times yeah no, no, no. yeah um, so that was quite stupid. Fashion-wise, the only thing that I really loved was Carrie's outfit at the gay at the gay club, um, the see-through kind of dress with the day glow underwear. You loved that? Loved. I loved her dress that she wore out to bungalow. I thought it was like really beautiful on her. Like it was very fitted and sexy and fun. Oh, it was very much kind of like the blue dress she wears. It, or yeah. the black dress when she knocked the Norma Kamali. Yes. Yeah, very tight. Mm-hmm. That's a classic Carrie silhouette. Classic. She was classic. about to go knock on some windows for sure. percent. <laughs> and then men-wise, we had Aiden, Richard, Trey, Stanford, Anthony, Oliver, and Gordon. Oh, I'm giving it to Trey. I mean, I think I have to give it to Trey, but I do just want to shout out to Stanford, who really made me laugh when he said, you wore candies and I liked you anyway. So true. So I just love Stanny. And what would you give this out of 10? A six? Yeah, I'm thinking a six. I know we spent way too much time talking about this episode. But did we? We talked about a lot of other stuff. I guess, a lot yeah. of detours. I blew my nose. Detours. Yeah, I think we're going to cut that. So you just revealed. You can cut that as well. Beep it yeah. out. <laughs> beep. <laughs> I blew my beep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, play the music. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give exactly. me some of that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss mm-hmm. season four, episode 15, Change of Dress. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at CLewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Brava Historian on Instagram and I'm at TakeYoursLoft on Twitter. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.